0: This week, we are going to uncover another mystery that the apostles taught as a part of their doctrine. We're going to learn the mystery of the marriage of Christ. I wonder, why was Jesus never married when he walked the planet? Could it be because he was already engaged to a wife? Tune in and be blessed. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me this week for scriptures revealed and I am excited about the revelation that we are going to uncover today It is going to bless your life and it's going to cause you to fall more in love with Jesus I want to remind you that as we are journeying through the scriptures The whole point of the Bible is not to make you more religious But it is to bring your heart into a deeper realm of relationship and love with your God and with your Savior and with your Lord. The purpose of the scriptures is to make you fall in love with Jesus. If you don't see Jesus and you don't fall in love with him, then you're not using the Bible the right way. I want us to fall in love more and more with the God of the Bible because we are journeying in the scriptures. So that's what my intent is and that is what we are endeavoring to do. Now, We are going to cover another mystery today. We are journeying through what I'm calling the Apostles' Doctrine. And just, uh, we are probably, this is probably mystery number six, I believe it is. But I want to back up just to give you some um, background. I want to go back to the book of Acts to make sure we're all on the same page here. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is after the Holy Spirit has been released and and the disciples have been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Peter has stood up and declared uh, the the message of the gospel of the kingdom. And and people are joining the church. And then as a result of that, in verse chapter 2, verse 41 of Acts, it says, So those who welcomed his message, were baptized. And that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. And fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers they devoted themselves to the apostles doctrine They became resolved about what they were going to teach the church And they became resolved about it and they committed themselves to it And so we've been unlocking these mysteries We talked about the mystery of the will of God The uh, mystery of the Father uh, uh, The mystery of Christ The mystery of Christ in you All of those different things And today we're going to talk about the mystery of the marriage of Christ. I want us to go over to the book of Ephesians. I'm going to see if we can uh, do a miracle today. Uh, This mystery is so, so, so heavy and so many details involved to it, but I'm going to try to give a synopsis of it and then you guys can develop your own study and begin to study it out. Go over to the book of Ephesians. And we're going to start with chapter five and look at verse 22. It says wives be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife just as Christ is the head of the church the body of which he is the Savior. Just as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her in order to make her holy by cleansing her with the washing of water by the word, so as to present the church to himself in splendor, without a spot or wrinkle or anything of the kind. Yes, so that she may be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands love their wives as they do their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hates his own body, but he nourishes and tenderly cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. Because we are members of his body, before this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a great mystery, and I am applying it to Christ and the church. And then he says, however uh should love his wife, each of you should love his wife as himself, and a wife should respect her husband. Now, I believe we've gotten these uh verses uh all confused and misconstrued them because we have not paid attention to what the apostle Paul said the apostle Paul went through a whole line of duties and responsibilities that are required between the husband and the wife relationship. But in order to adequately understand the dynamic of the husband and wife, you've got to see that the husband and wife were meant to be templates. They were meant to be templates. The whole purpose of Paul discussing the husband and wife in this chapter was he said, I was trying to disclose to you a great mystery. I was trying to disclose to you all a mystery concerning Christ and the church. So in order for us to understand the natural we have to understand the spiritual. It's the same way and it's always been the case from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. In order to understand earth you must have some type of insight or entail into heaven. So I want you to begin to, to process through that that in order to understand earth you've got to have insight into which is why we have new age which is why we have witchcraft which is why we have the occult because when you do not try to understand life by way of God and Jesus you're still going to search for meaning for purpose for fulfillment by trying to contact an unseen realm because nothing has purpose in the earth unless you find its origin in heaven and so that is what Paul is trying to get over to us we've got to begin to understand this dynamic really the, the dynamic relationship of husband and wife so that we can understand the marriage of the Christ now I've heard various things taught throughout the years. And one of the things that I've heard is that the church is not the bride of Christ. And the reason why uh, they said that was because uh, the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. Well, that's just biblical uh, illiteracy there. It, because right here in these verses, it says that yes, the husband has to begin to treat the wife like she is a part of his own body. They became one flesh. And so yes, we are the body of Christ. But the reason we are the body of Christ is because we are the bride of christ all right stay with me there it is gonna bless you in a minute another uh disagreement i've heard with that uh, that um revelation of the church being the bride of christ is found in the book of revelation so let's go over there revelation revelation uh, let's look at two different uh, spots here. Revelation 21 says, then I saw, verse 1 says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Then let's go further down in that chapter in verse, in chapter 21, and let's go to verse nine. It says, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls." full of the seven last plagues came and said to me come I will show you the bride the wife of the lamb and in the spirit he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down of heaven from God so watch here the angel shows the apostle John I'm I'm getting ready to show you the lamb I'm getting ready to show you the lamb's wife the wife of the lamb and then he shows him the holy city the new Jerusalem now interesting thing here we have to understand that the Bible does not contradict itself. So if it says one thing in one book, it's going to say the same thing throughout the entirety of the Bible. So in the book of Ephesians, when Paul begins to unlock the mystery of the bride and says that the bride is the church, and we get over to the book of Revelation, which is a prophecy that is unveiling Jesus Christ. You got to understand that in the very first chapter of Ephesians, verse one, it does not say this is the revelation of John. It does not say it is the revelation of the end times. It does not say it is the revelation of the end of the world the book of revelation starts by saying this is the revelation of jesus christ so when we journey through the book of of revelation we are going through or we are embarking on a journey and learning who jesus is on the other side of calvary everything in the book of revelation is unveiling something about the lord jesus christ now that's free now, when you get to chapter twenty-one and you look at it, when you realize that this is a prophecy, prophets when they prophesy, they full they are full of symbols, they are full of signs, they are full of 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 things that point you in another direction. And the problem that we that we run into is that we do not interpret the signs of the Bible with the signs of our times. So, for instance, if I say if the Bible talks about water, I don't look at why we use water as a symbol today. I've got to look at other times in the Bible that the Bible used water. And what did it symbolize? When you look, when you do that in the book of Revelation, you're going to unlock a beautiful book. It's probably one of my favorites. But when you get to chapter 21, you're going to learn that the new Jerusalem is not a real city. <laughs> it is symbolic. If you go back over to the book of Hebrews, uh, in chapter 12, it, it talks about how we have come unto Mount Zion, that the church is at Mount Zion. Well, well you got to understand The symbolism of that, because we are not all having church at Mount Zion. We're not living at Mount Zion. (laughs) But what we are looking at is that the New Jerusalem is the church. The New Jerusalem is the church. Now, I wish I had time to walk you through all the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation to show you this. But I'm telling you, journey through your Bible and follow that. When you go in the Old Testament, the Bible says that God had a wife in the Old Testament. When you go through the prophets, you're going to notice that God said that Israel was his wife. Israel was the wife of God. And and when God prophesied against Jerusalem and God prophesied against Israel and when God prophesied restoration and when God prophesied harvest and blessings, he was prophesying and declaring and speaking and pastoring and nourishing and covering his wife, his wife. And and that's why God said, Hosea, Hosea, I want you to be a prophet and I want you to go find a wife that's full of ideas idolatry that's full of adultery that's a prostitute because I'm trying to unlock a code for my wife. I'm trying to show the nation. I'm trying to show Jerusalem that I'm not necessarily concerned about the city for the sake of the city. I'm concerned about the city because of who she houses. She houses the bride. She houses the wife. And so the old Jerusalem was the nation of Israel. The new Jerusalem, the book of Galatians says in chapter 6, is the Israel of God. And so it's not just Jews as now Jews and Gentiles. And so it's not just the nation of Israel. It's the nation of Israel, those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you are a part of the nation of Israel or not. We are now, the church is the Israel of God. We are all been grafted in together. Now watch this. So the bride, we are the new Jerusalem. We are the holy city. We are the ones that have been adorned with jewels. Now, last thing before I let you guys go, I told you this a lot. I hope you guys are tracking with me in the book of Romans. And please be sure to go back and listen to this Uh book of Romans. I'm going to show you something here. Romans chapter seven. Romans chapter seven. Watch this. Verse one says, Do you not know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only during that person's lifetime? Thus, a married woman is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is discharged from the law concerning the husband. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband Husband dies, she is freed from that law, and if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. In the same way, my friends, you have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit from for God. Paul again is unlocking the mystery of the marriage of Christ. He's saying, "Hey, you were married to." God before in the Old Testament. You were married to God, but the binding contract was the law. The reason your connection to God was the law. And as long as the law existed, you were forever going to be bound by the law. As long as the law was the way to God, you were going to be bound by and you were going to be married to it. You were married to the law. He's talking to the nation of Israel. He's talking to these people that grew up in, in the under the Old Testament law. And he's saying, Hey, you were married to that law and as long as the law exists you would be an adulterer to try to marry another guy which is why there was idolatry in the old testament whenever they disobeyed the law that's why god called them uh whores in the old testament when they disobeyed the law that's why god said that their righteousness was as filthy rats when they disobeyed the law because they were uh dipping out on their marriage to the law so what jesus came to do glory to god is the bible says that he came born of a woman born under the law. So Jesus came and got inside of a physical body. And so because he did, he became married to the law. And Jesus said, I am walking the planet and I'm here not to uh, to bash the law, not to talk about the law. I am here. I'm not here to abolish it. I'm here to fulfill it. I'm here to fulfill it. And when I fulfill it, I'm then going to take it to the cross so that I could kill it. And so every law that's been against you, every sentence against against you, every ordinance against you, every precept against you. I'm going to fulfill it and then I'm going to kill it on the cross because if the husband dies, (laughs) then the wife goes free. I'm telling you the law has been fulfilled and abolished on the cross so that you could be free to marry another. You could be free to marry the Lord Jesus Christ and not according to the law, but according to the spirit of grace. That is the mystery of the marriage of Christ is Jesus has a wife. The lamb has a wife. And there are many names for her. We call her the church. We call her the bride. We call her the holy city. We call her the new Jerusalem. We call her you and me. You are married to the Christ and you're not married to him through the law because he fulfilled that in himself and he abolished that on the cross so that he could set you free from that law so that you could be free to marry the Christ. Well, guys, I am out of time. I told you that that would be a lot to kind of unlock and uncover and unfold. Go back and listen to this episode again. It is going to bless you. The more you listen to it, the more you're going to rejoice in your freedom, rejoice in the love of your soul and rejoice in, in telling people that you no longer have to be bound to the law. You're free. You're free to marry another. You're free to marry the lamb. So don't forget, share this podcast with people, continue to let the word change and transform your life and realize that you are changing your life by renewing your mind. I'll see you all same time, same place next week. God bless.